Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Filter Podcast. I hope you are doing well this week. And as always, thank you so, so much for tuning in to the show. This is episode 100 of the show. And for many, many podcasters, it is a huge, huge milestone to hit triple digits on the number of episodes on a show. And rightly so, podcasts are a labor of love. And I will be completely honest with you. I never thought that I would get to this point of the show. And frankly, this show, this particular episode is not what I thought it would be when I was originally planning this, even as recently as a couple weeks ago. I had these huge, great plans for this episode. I was going to do raffles and giveaways and prizes and, you know, put it all over my social media, my email list and get people super hype about it and have, I don't even know, maybe a party and those big balloons that spell out 100 and take pictures with it. I don't know. Uh, Safe to say I had big plans and this is not what reality is. You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now, especially, you know, in the Middle East. And even though I personally am neither, you know, Israeli or Palestinian, I am a human being. And it just sucks to watch this unfold and feel really, really helpless. And I know many of you feel that way. And to be honest, it felt very trivial to try to put out a podcast episode and try to market my business and tell people that, you know, I still have spots for coaching and hypnosis and all this other stuff in comparison. And so this episode and my previously laid plans for the 100th episode have been scaled back. And I think part of me deep down unconsciously, and it sounds weird, But I think part of me felt like a failure deep down for not measuring up to what I thought this episode would provide to you, to me, to anyone out there. And to the point where I came home from the hospital today with the intention of finishing recording this and getting it out to my editor that um, I just came home and my husband was like, how's your day? And I just started just kind of melted down and I started crying. Um, And this isn't, you know, like a pity party or anything like that, but merely to share with you the ups and downs behind the scenes of what it takes to work on something, to try to be consistent, whether it's a podcast or with your health and fitness routine or trying to take on another endeavor of your own choosing, of your own passion that it's not always as glitzy and glamorous and wonderful as it seems on the outside. And that behind the scenes, day to day, we're all in the trenches somehow. And I hope that by sharing what's going on, by sharing that expectations don't always mirror reality and vice versa, which incidentally, funnily enough, it was the very first topic of the very first episode of this show, which I guess in a way makes sense and has a full circle moment of sorts, which thinking back, 
that episode was 16 minutes long and it took me four hours to record. And now I can do a 16 minute episode in probably just as long of a time that it takes for me to record the episode. And, you know, I have learned so, so, so much about what it takes to be a podcaster, to record week in, week out, to put a show together, to have an audience, and to try to entertain and teach and all of this other stuff. And I've learned about what it means to be consistent and to feel burnt out and so, so many other things that my brain can't quite articulate right now because I'm just flying off the cuff. And I just wanted to say thank you so, so much to those of you who do tune in, who have ever listened to an episode. There are listeners from all parts of the globe, and some of you have reached out to me to tell me and share with me how much these episodes have meant to you. And I know that there are others of you out there who do listen and may never uh, end up reaching out to me. I swear I don't bite. Um, But that's totally fine as well. And either way, I thank you. I am so, so grateful for your listenership to accompany you on your commutes Uh, while you're folding laundry, while you're at the gym, while you are walking, while you are doing whatever it is you do when you listen to podcasts. And for that, I am truly humbled and truly grateful. And I um, hope to be able to continue to serve you in the best way I know how and continue to evolve with you on this journey together. So thank you. And, you know, because I didn't want this episode to be purely just about me, here are some of my favorite clips from previous Purpose Filter guests on the show and their answers to the question, what does a well-lived life mean to you? I hope that these answers will provide some clarity and inspiration for you during this cluster F of a time that we live in right now. And finally, what does a life well-lived mean to you? Dr. Christine Lee. When I was jotting down my notes, I kind of wrote down the word burned. And that means that I've burned through what I needed to burn through, kind of just use my energy in a way that it was like I was burning through it, that I I used it intentionally, that I really went for it, I guess. And I'm not speaking about anything in particular, but just that I'm using my life intentionally. And the two words that I wrote under that are effort and earnest. So really deciding that I'm going to put my effort here and then doing it with earnestness that I had some sort of enthusiasm and kind of a push of exploration underneath my efforts. Dr. Elaine Stagabert. I think a well-lived life is one where I have, I come into communication with the universe as often as possible about what I'm meant to do that day. 
And you can imagine that if I hope that I live to be over 100 years old, I hope that we're young enough that science really advances, not just how long we can live, but how long we can live really well. And if I can come into contact with the universe for just even a few seconds every single day, or even just once a week, like that's a lot over the course of 100 years. And if I, you know, so I mentioned things like if you have 10 minutes to do something, spend eight minutes on mindset and how, you know, we both talked about how valuable silence is, how valuable the stories we tell ourselves are. So those are all opportunities to get into communication with the universe. And maybe for someone else, maybe that's a religious paradigm. I think it's all basically the same, right? It's like two sides of the same coin. And I, I find that when I do that, if I, if I spend the effort to get into communication with the universe, then the rest is very easy. Back to that, like if you have 10 minutes and you spend eight minutes on mindset, two minutes on logistics, the two minutes of logistics will come so easily because it's your internal sense of intuition that's just guiding you. And when your brain is free to do that, it doesn't pick up on the like, well, that's not possible or there's not enough time for that or that's too challenging. And so I spend you know, a lot of my time just really trying to hear what the universe wants from me in any given day. How should I guide myself? What does my marriage need? What do my children need from me? How can I be the best business leader? How can I serve our investors? How can I serve our residents? How can I make the, the community a better place? What do my friends need from me? Just If I deliver to the universe what the universe wants, the universe will deliver to me more than I can ever possibly imagine. And I think that that's true for all of us. I think we all have the ability to communicate with the universe or God or whoever that is. It's a practice. We just, it's just like going to the gym. We just have to practice that communication. Katrina McGee. There's an answer that I don't love because it's a little painful, but I think it's true. And that is that I have lived the spectrum of emotions and experiences. So the way I think about it is if I was a soul waiting up somewhere to be born into this body, right? Like if I was like, is it my turn yet to go and have the earth experience? Like, when is it going to be my like turn? Like the Pixar movie? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> have you seen Soul? It's so no, cute. No, I haven't. Oh, you have to watch Soul. You would love it. Okay, love good. It. I will watch it. I've heard good things about it. So I need to add that to my list. Um, but when I envision myself like getting really excited for this one chance to like come down and do stuff, I feel like a life well lived is me returning right out of that body and being like, I felt it all. I did it all, right? So like I felt the immense soul-cracking grief of losing somebody that I loved because I loved so deeply that I just couldn't imagine life without that person. And I had the courage, right, to travel around the world and be terrified, 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 you know, on my own, but like to also overcome and realize like I can figure it out. And so, you know, I think there are scary hard parts in that, but to me it's like if I have done it full out not play small, not held back, and really just push the edges to know what this human experience has been and what it had to offer, that to me feels like a life well lived. Dr. Sari Green. I feel like if I died now, I would, I would say that. I feel like I have very intentionally chosen a philosophy on life that does not include regrets. Mm. Um, I really believe that you know each of the steps that life's a journey and that it's all a big lesson. And so everything that happens and all of the choices that we make are to that end. And my goal is really just to increasingly live an authentic life and increasingly gain enough awareness to realign. And so 
I imagine that whenever my time finally comes, that I will kind of look back through that same lens mm-hmm. and be at peace. Tiffany Kane. This, I think, is one of the most gorgeous questions a person can be asked. And it's also one of the hardest. I think a life well lived is a life where you are living in your authenticity and your integrity. You are going for the opportunities. You put yourself in the proximity of possibility. You put yourself out there. You meet people, you connect, you do things. You live whatever version of a technicolor life that is right for you. For me, that includes connecting with people. That includes travel. That includes learning constantly. I'm I'm just a voracious learner. It includes when the idea fairies come to visit me, I welcome them in and say, hello, nice to meet you. Let's see if we can, you know, you can take a place, come be at home here. And if not, you know, let's help you find the place that should be. That's Elizabeth Gilbert. That was her idea. But, you know, I think it's being open to all those possibilities and embracing them and those voices in our head that say, oh, the logistics, there's just no way you could ever make this happen. No way. Saying, okay, I know you guys are trying to keep me safe. And I'm going to wrap you up in a real cuddly blanket and put you over here. I love you. Thanks for keeping me safe. But right now I'm I'm listening to the possibility and opportunity. So to me, that's a life well lived. And it, it looks so different for everybody, but that's it. <laughs> and filled with love. Love, 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 love. Hillary Russo, just being present, letting go, and allowing things to come to you. And I've seen that happen, in especially in the last couple of years, just designing the life that I want with purpose and intent and trusting that which is coming to me in my, my mind, because I'm so clear on it, is exactly the life I'm supposed to be living. And if it shifts a little bit from what I might have down in my little, you know, architectural blueprint in my mind, then that's exactly how it's going to be. And I think it's just being a little, like, be open to movement. Be open to movement. And the biggest thing I could say, and I start like this with all of my clients, is like the first step to any change is awareness. So being able to realize that the awareness is first and then also just making amends with yourself, lightening up on yourself. I mean, it's part of my Hug It Out program, which means healing, understanding, and gratitude. It's an acronym. When you hug it out, it means like you're making amends with someone, right? Oh, hug it out. You guys get over it. You got to hug it out with yourself first. You got to have some self-love. And you got to realize that once you do that and say, you know what, this person inside of me is the most important person. And when I show up for me, I can show up for others. So the self-love, the awareness, most important things to live that purpose-filtered life, definitely. Adrian Jones. Well, what's the meaning of life? It's a life of meaning. You know, so for me, prior to my heart attack, I was kind of your stereotypical, if you will, and this is a broad generalization, a guy working in corporate America and in the commuter rat race and doing the things. (laughs) I've given up a lot of that intentionally to pursue living a life where I can give back to others and deliver meaning, intent, and purpose to myself and hopefully to others. Nicole Holland. This is what I wrote about because at the end of the day, that's where I'm at, right? Like, I'm ready to go. And so 
back to I don't want to, and I look forward to living many more days. But I mean, I on Sunday, you know, I left Orlando on Sunday to head back to where I'm staying. And when I woke up in the morning, I was peeing blood and continued to all day. And so I wound up going to the ER that night with a bag packed, prepared for that to be the end. It wasn't, yay, I'm here for another day. So for me, if I could leave the world with one thing, if I can impact a person in, in, with one principle, if you will, it's that you have control of your life experiences. You and you alone have control. It's just, it, it takes more than a lifetime for most people. Most people, I believe, go to their grave, and you would know this better, but I think most people go to their grave with regrets and wishes, and that's an unfortunate thing because it doesn't have to be like that. And so when you know yourself and you learn how to be at peace while you're still walking the earth, and when you recognize that it's not from others or from outside or from any conditions that your joy comes, but it's from within that you can be at peace even in the most horrific circumstances. That is what I hope people will remember most about me after I'm gone is that I reminded them of that and that they start to remember. Thank you so, so much for listening. Whether you've been around from day one in the summer of 2021 or if you just tuned in today, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. As always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I'll see you next time.